0: Welcome to the Weekly Walk, Stories to Inspire You. This program is brought to you by Walk Arlington, Arlington County's walking education and encouragement program. Every week, we'll feature a different story or recording that we hope will motivate you or brighten your day. Listen on your walk or when you have a few moments to tune in. This week, we want to introduce you to Pam Van Hine, a resident of Arlington County's Aurora Highlands neighborhood a retired medical librarian and a tireless advocate for pedestrian safety in the county. She's also passionate about marathons. She ran her first marathon in 2003 at the age of 54. She's now 73 and since then she's run 17 marathons. Here's her story.
1: Hi, I'm Pam Van Hine, a longtime uh, pedestrian advocate in Arlington.
0: Pam's marathon story began in 2003, when she and her husband Brian were 54. She says they were both, quote, totally unathletic. They'd watched the Marine Corps Marathon and thought it was something they could do, but they'd never really run before. But one day they decided to sign up with the National AIDS Marathon Training Program, which hosted a recruiting event at a hotel in Pentagon City. They joined about 100 other people who registered. Soon they started training together with a small group in Southwest DC.
1: All of us were divided into uh, pace groups. Uh, Based on our first time, we did a quick three miles or a slow three miles in my case. And based on that, uh, we were stuck in uh, our pace groups for the program. And Brian and I were in the 12 minute, 30 second uh, per mile group. And uh, every We started with five miles the first week and then we did six miles, seven miles, eight miles, nine miles, 10 miles, 12 miles, 14 miles, 16, 18, 20, 23 in the marathon over the period of training and it's wonderful to do it that way because every time you're just increasing a little bit. And you already know you can do the 10 miles. So, yeah, 12 miles is just two miles further. You've already done 23. Uh, A marathon is only three miles further. So uh, it gets you through it. And that's actually really important.
0: Pam ran her first marathon with another woman in her training group named Christine. She still remembers moments from that first race.
1: Certainly at my first marathon, I, and actually at most of my marathons, I've cried at the end. And my first one, especially because the marathon itself was really tough. Uh, we had trained for it. We did everything, but I wasn't sure I could complete it. Uh, everything really hurt. <laughs> and uh, I had some problem with my foot and I actually had a special pad on to protect uh something on my foot and I ended up taking it off in the middle of the marathon because it was bothering me. Uh, but Christine stayed with me the whole time. Her mother was with us at Haines Point which was great and her brother met us on the 14th Street Bridge and was videotaping us as we went along. So all of that really helped and the fact that she and I stayed together, uh, we got through it and uh, we were finished together and uh, our, the, there's a photo of us we were, were holding hands as we're crossing the line together and that was very exciting.
0: We also asked Pam how she's coped with the wall. These are the last 6.2 miles of a marathon. At this point, many runners will have quite literally depleted their body's stores of energy, known as glycogen, and could start to break down both physically and mentally. It's arguably the hardest part of the race.
1: A lot of training programs tell you to train to 20 miles. Uh, And we would think that's a mistake, that you should train for marathon distance so that your body knows it can do it and that your mind knows that you can do it. And Brian and I go beyond marathon distance. We actually go to 30 miles. So we know we can do 30 miles. Uh, And in our case, going from our house to the end of the Mount Vernon Trail to the south and back is 30 miles. It's an amazing, amazing trail to do. Uh, it's got bathrooms and drinking fountains and all that good stuff. So when I'm feeling uh, tough, I, I tell myself and that I, I can do 30 miles. So this is only 26.2 miles. I can do this. And certainly for the Marine Corps Marathon, once you beat the bridge, Once you're on that 14th Street Bridge and they have to close the bridge at some point uh, to allow the traffic back on it, uh, you can take almost as much time as you want to finish. They've changed that a little bit recently, uh, but you still pretty much when you're on the bridge, you're good and you can do a lot of walking in the last little bit
0: or crawling along. Although she's run 17 marathons, Pam considers herself a low-key runner. She wants to have fun and encourage other runners. She savors the experience. She doesn't worry about her time or setting a personal record each time. As a matter of fact, her favorite marathon became her favorite because of someone else's experience, not her own.
1: The story of one of my favorite marathons, which was in 2007. Uh, It wasn't my fastest marathon, uh, but it was one of my favorite ones. Uh, I always like being in the back of the pack because I'm really slow and I don't care. I just want to finish <laughs> and have a good time as much as possible and not get hurt. Uh, so I like talking to the other runners and learning things about them. And it really makes the marathon a much more enjoyable experience. And actually when we were taught in our program, uh, never, go, never run faster than you can talk. So if you, if you can't talk anymore, you're going too fast. <laughs> And that's actually pretty good advice in a marathon, because you don't want to go real fast when you start. Uh, so on this one, I, uh, by, by the time I got to the 14th Street Bridge, I ran into a woman named Julia. who uh, This was her first marathon. And she had only trained up to 18 miles by herself using a book called Running for Dummies. <laughs> and she she was crying she was walking slowly she was so upset she didn't think she could finish and i told her she beat the bridge she's she can crawl the rest of the way if she wants to she can finish and i would stay with her and uh, talk with her and i did and we had a wonderful time together and again we finished together with hands raised on the thing and there's a picture of that somewhere uh and it was it was a It was good for her and it was a wonderful experience for me. So as a part of giving back, so as much as you can do to help other runners get through it is great. And that helps you.
0: You know, I think helping her helps me get through it too. So. Pam also told us the story of her worst marathon in 2019. This time, she really didn't think she could finish.
1: One of my worst ones was 2019, uh, where it was a tropical storm. And it was raining the entire time or most of the time. Anyway, I was miserable. I was miserable in the morning. Uh, I, I wasn't feeling well. I didn't manage my breakfast well. So I was hungry. Uh, it was it was slippery it was pouring. I was struggling along. And by the Kennedy Center was about mile 10. They give you oranges, which I tend to ignore. Uh, but I was hungry, so I had an orange piece and I went back for another orange piece because I was hungry. And then I slipped on the orange peels and I fell down. <laughs> and I just kind of sat there. <laughs> it's like, oh no, what am I going to do? Uh, And I flipped myself around and I sat there and then people helped me stand up and the Marines walked me over to the side and took my picture and said, "Uh, do you want to stop or do you want to keep running? And I thought, well, I'll keep running (laughs) slowly. You know, my knees are bleeding, my hands are bleeding, but, uh, and I figured that they would let Brian know that I fell and that I would be even later than I normally am, which which didn't happen. so I, I kind of trundled along and it was still raining. It was miserable. It was windy too because it was a tropical storm and going around Haynes Point is really, really tough anyway. And the way they have planned it now, it's about midway through your marathon and I figured, okay, at this point, I'm on Haynes Point. I've got to get around it so I can get to some public transit to quit and go home. So, okay, I will make my way somehow around <laughs> Haynes Point and and go home uh, so uh, as I was going around H- Haynes Point the sun came up so I said okay if I can beat the gauntlets and they've added gauntlets uh, I will try to finish so I very slowly and very wet my <laughs> very wet shoes I, I, I made the 17 mile gauntlet and then I made it to the bridge, and then I made the 22-mile gauntlet, and I finished. <laughs> I was miserable, and I said, why are you so late? I said, I fell. They didn't tell you that I fell? No, they didn't tell them I fell.
0: I was like, why did they take my picture? If they weren't going to tell them I fell. But whether a particular marathon is more positive or negative for her, Pam is grateful for all her marathon experiences people I bonded
1: with during training, and the fact that I actually completed a marathon were life-changing for me. It was a wonderful experience. I found that I had the courage and perseverance to do it. Uh, Endurance and strength, I didn't know I had, Uh, but you dig down and you do it. It was one step at a time, one mile at a time, and that's how I did it. And that's how you have success,
0: and I've been running it ever since. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the Weekly Walk. We hope these stories about marathon running from Arlington resident Pam Van Hine will inspire you to add a little challenge to your workouts. Until next week, keep walking and finding joy in the simple pleasure of life.